Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is 7 News with Angela Cox. Good afternoon. New South Wales and Victoria still won't say when they'll adopt the government's framework for easing COVID-19 restrictions. Business groups are calling for all states to reopen as soon as possible after National Cabinet unveiled a three-stage roadmap to reboot the economy. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra for us. Olivia, the states are still split over when to implement the plan. Yes, and while some of the smaller states have moved immediately to ease restrictions in line with the three-stage roadmap unveiled by the National Cabinet, others, including Victoria and New South Wales, are still holding off, still finalising their strategies. But business has warned the states that moving at different speeds could fuel further uncertainty. They've called for an immediate reopening of borders to help get businesses back on their feet and Australians back to work. But the Health Minister, Greg Hunt, today defending Australia approach. One country, one direction, different speeds, but all heading towards the common goal of keeping Australians safe but getting Australians back to work. Different states are going to want to travel at different speeds, but that could create a real problem for business. States and territories need to come on board and open up their economies as soon as they can. And Olivia, some positive news from the government regarding jobs. Yeah, Treasury is predicting that this plan could see more than 850,000 jobs restored over coming months if restrictions are eased in line with this agreement, with the final stage of the plan to eventually allow domestic travel and gatherings of up to 100 people. Social distancing will remain in place and increased testing and tracing through the COVID Safe app will be used to control any outbreaks. But questions do remain as to what government support might be on offer if the economy does does not improve as expected. The government maintains the JobKeeper wage subsidy for workers will not continue beyond September, but business groups are calling for an extension of government relief if the economy doesn't pick up to ensure that workers aren't left behind. Ange? OK, Olivia, thank you. New South Wales has joined Victoria saying it won't be rushed on announcing a timeline to wind back restrictions. The state's health minister saying the priority is keeping people safe and being properly prepared for any fresh outbreaks. Chris Ma has the details. Well, as events here surrounding the Ruby Princess cruise ship continue to be investigated, the state government today says it won't be pushed on easing back community restrictions combating COVID-19. 
While there's been big crowds at Sydney shops today ahead of Mother's Day, there's no plan yet to wind back social distancing rules in line with the pathways presented by the Prime Minister. Those three stages all have risks associated with them. There's been a record number of tests done in the state, over 13,500 just five new COVID positive cases. Which puts us amongst uh, some, one of the best jurisdictions in the world. A 92 year old woman has passed away at the Newmarch nursing home. Now she had recovered from COVID-19 but died from other illnesses doctors say. Despite other states outlining their plans to reduce restrictions, the health minister today said the New South Wales government needs time. I have been waiting desperately to see zero, zero, zero and I haven't seen that yet so it's a matter of uh, let's, be, uh, let's be steady and careful and uh, I think it's only fair that we get uh, a sense of not being, uh, not being corralled and not being uh, pushed by people who might later uh, say well why did you do that? And there are more questions over the Ruby Princess cruise ship with evidence the federal government was warned by the Home Affairs Department of the need for enhanced controls for returning vessels. The decision to allow, of course, the passengers to disembark from the Ruby Princess, now the subject of a commission of inquiry. Rugby League's no jab, no play dilemma is widening. First it was Queensland, now New South Wales Health is insisting players can't step foot on the footy field unless they've had a flu vaccination. Peter Fegan is following developments. Well, Ange, it's another day and yet another head knock for the NRL. It was just yesterday that both government and NRL sources confirmed with Seven News that it was not a requirement for players to get a flu shot as part of the strict conditions to return to training here in New South Wales. But the state's health minister, Brad Hazard, disagrees. This was his response when he was asked about it at a press conference earlier today. My understanding is that that was certainly what was explained to the NRL and the NRL have to make sure that they, through their contractual arrangements with their players, deliver. Now, Ange, the NRL maintain they've done everything asked of them. 97% of the players have received the flu vaccination. It is now less than just 20 players that have refused the shot, whether it be for religious reasons or health concerns. Now, just yesterday, Bryce Cartwright, Brian Kelly and Nathan Peets, all Queensland-based players, were stood down for refusing the jab. Nathan Peets, however, has since been immunised and is back with the team. Queensland has adopted a no-jab, no-play policy, so New South Wales and ACT-based players such as Manly's Dylan Walker, who has yet to receive the jab, may find themselves unable to play north of the border. I think it's a choice, um, and uh, we respect that choice. Um, it's a personal choice. It is yet another setback for the NRL. The game is set to recommence on the 28th of May. However, the ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandis is very confident the Queensland Government will relax its laws and those players will be allowed to play. And he's very confident that the footy will be back at the end of May. Ange? A fresh corruption scandal is rocking the Queensland Government tonight. Deputy Premier and Treasurer Jackie Trad has stood down from her ministerial duties. She is being investigated over corruption allegations. Ms Trad allegedly interfered with the appointment of a school principal in her electorate. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has taken over her ministerial responsibilities. 
There's been another coronavirus scare at the White House, the second in as many days. A senior advisor has tested positive to COVID-19, but President Trump doesn't appear phased, pushing ahead with reopening the country. Ashley Mullaney reports. As cases across the country continue to climb, states like California are pressing ahead with reopening, giving retailers the green light to trade with restrictions. The president's remaining optimistic about a quick rebound, but economists are warning it'll be a slow recovery. Today, we got our clearest picture yet of the economic devastation. The US unemployment rate at almost 15%, the worst jobless rate since the Great Depression. Low-risk retailers across California were cleared to reopen today with curbside pickup, but cafes and dining restaurants remain shuttered. America's hourly workers among the hardest hit. The White House itself has become a stark reminder of the threat this virus poses. After the president's personal valet tested positive, today the vice president's press secretary tested positive too. She tested uh, very good for a long period of time and then all of a sudden today she tested positive. Six members of the vice president's team were pulled off his plane last night. Both Pence and President Trump have tested negative to the virus, but it's prompted questions about how many people in the West Wing have been exposed. The coronavirus death toll in Italy has now reached 30,000. Despite the grim milestone, lockdowns have been eased. People have flooded bars and restaurants, prompting a warning from authorities that restrictions could be reinstated. Sarah Greenolch has more from Rome. Well, Italy may be slowly easing out of lockdown, but for now, its famous landmarks remain off limits. Anyone who has been to Rome would know how packed the Trevi Fountain usually is, especially at this time of year, but currently there is just a few locals around. They're walking past, taking a photo of the fountain without tourists, but they are often very quickly moved on by authorities. This week, millions of Italians return to work for the first time. Family members can now visit each other within their own region, but still so much remains closed, including restaurants. In the neighbourhood of Trastevere, Vincenzo and his dad Luigi are trying to figure out how they can open up their restaurant safely. Before we make uh, inside uh, about uh, 100 people, now we make uh, about uh, 30, 14 people. In Milan, in the country's worst affected area where the majority of its almost 30,000 deaths have occurred, hundreds of young people have been out drinking in bars without wearing masks in scenes that have shocked the nation. They want to open before us. This is not not good for, for all the Italy and uh, Europe. Many countries around the world will be watching Italy closely over the coming week to see how the easing of restrictions has an impact on the infection rate. Australians are preparing for a Mother's Day like no other with strict coronavirus measures still in place in some states but there are many businesses working to make sure mum doesn't miss out. Samantha Brett has more. Well, this year Mother's Day is certainly going to look very, very different. While restrictions are starting to ease right across the country, the advice is still to stay away from the elderly and the vulnerable. But there is something that everyone can do for Mother's Day, and they have been doing so in droves, and that is 
to send flowers. A lot of people are coming in because obviously cafes and restaurants aren't open, so there's not the traditional Mother's Day lunch. Well, here at Maggie May, they've had to actually shut down their website at midday on Saturday because they've had three times as many orders as last year on Mother's Day. They've even had to shut the doors because they are overwhelmed by the amount of orders from customers. Just something to brighten up her day. Now, while you can't take your mum to a restaurant or cafe this Mother's Day, restaurants right across the city are offering homemade meals for mums, some pre-cooked, others that you can cook yourself. And this year, for many who can't see their mums or grandmothers in person, there's always online instead. Happy Mother's Day. Twelve koalas rescued during the height of the summer bushfire crisis have been nursed back to health and are now almost ready to be released back into the wild. The koalas suffered terrible burns in the fires, but thanks to a rehabilitation program in Victoria, they are on the road to recovery. We can reveal the violent past of a Melbourne man on the run after allegedly murdering his girlfriend. Ricardo Barbaro has only just been released from prison for assaulting Ellie Price when her body was found inside her home. Cameron Bode has more. Police across Australia are involved in the hunt for this fugitive. Ricardo Barbaro has extensive connections nationwide. They include immediate family and high-level criminal links. The 33-year-old is suspected of killing his partner. The body of 26-year-old Ellie Price was found last Monday in her South Melbourne townhouse. The suspicion is that the mother of one suffered a violent death several days before her body was found. It's been revealed that Barbro had been jailed for an assault against Ellie Price. He only recently got out of custody. He's also due to front the Melbourne Magistrates Court in September on another matter. A white 2009 high ace van belonging to Ricardo Barbro has yet to be found. Police have received some fresh information today on their hunt for Barbaro, but the major challenges that they're contending with are the support network, which he can tap into, and also that Ricardo Barbaro has almost a weak head start on the police who are now working to track him down. The Queen has given a rare TV address reflecting on her experience as a child for Victory Day. It's 75 years since the Nazis surrendered to the Allies during World War II in Europe. Her Majesty marked the anniversary with a message of hope. Hugh Whitfeld sent this report from London. The Queen's broadcast was delivered 75 years to the minute since her father, King George VI, went on radio to declare that victory had been secured in Europe back in 1945. VE Day today was marked in a socially distant manner, but the red arrows from the Royal Air Force were still able to fly above London landmarks. Street parties and parades were planned, but most had to settle for a morning or afternoon tea in the front or back garden, or joining the two-minute silence to commemorate the war dead led by Prince Charles and Camilla from their home in Scotland. The Queen said the best way to honour the wartime generation was to ensure that war didn't happen again and that while the street parades and parties couldn't happen this year, quote, our streets are not empty, they are filled with love, Her Majesty said. The Queen also reflected on her own memories from 1945. At the start, the outlook seemed bleak, the end distant the outcome uncertain. Never give up, never despair. That was the message of VE Day. 
I vividly remember the jubilant scenes my sister and I witnessed with our parents and Winston Churchill from the balcony of Buckingham Palace. The Cambridges dialled into a VE Day party at an aged care home for veterans in East Sussex, many of them of course in their late 90s or uh, older than 100. Some of those war veterans were telling William and Kate about their memories from that day back in 1945. One though said that they changed the name for the party from VE Day to VC Day, victory over coronavirus. Roy Horn, half of the Siegfried and Roy entertainment duo, has died from coronavirus. Together, the legendary illusionists changed the face of the Las Vegas Strip with their acts, which often involved white tigers. Horn died overnight. He was 75. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.